This is the last week you can get the AIM-7 weight loss guide and save 36% off an annual AIM-7 membership. This manual has everything you need to safely and methodically drop a few pounds. It includes a step-by-step guide to flexible dieting, calorie and macro calculator, a shopping list, a supplement list, exercise guide, and so much more. You also get the AIM-7 app, which includes customized workouts tailored to your equipment, time demands, and more. Also, as an AIM-7 member, you get 30% off Thorn Supplements, which is a deal you can't find anywhere online. So to take advantage of this offer, click the link in the show notes and sign up for an annual membership today. Again, this offer ends on Friday. Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM-7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. For over 45 million Americans, managing irritable bowel syndrome is an uphill and frustrating battle. Well, today, Dr. Megan Reel is back to discuss drug-free techniques to tame your symptoms. Dr. Reel is an associate professor of medicine at the University of Michigan and has 13 years of clinical experience with a specialized expertise in psychogastroenterology. What I like about Dr. Reel is that she meets her patients where they are with compassion and she has an evidence-based and practical approach. And today we'll be discussing breathing exercises for GI distress, the power of gut-directed hypnotherapy, the proper pooping position. Yes, we get that detailed. And we're going to talk about probiotics. If you like what you hear today, you may want to pre-order her new book, Mind Your Gut, the science-based whole body guide to living with IBS. I've heard great things about it, and I'm really excited to get my hands on this book because the conversation that we had, I can only imagine what's inside this book and the impact it's going to have on other people. So let's get right into it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. So what's it like to work with a GI psychologist? Hopefully wonderful. (laughs) A lot of times patients will say, you know, where were you 20 years ago? I needed somebody to explain that I could treat these symptoms with more than just medication. But in our practice, you know, I'm at the University of Michigan. So gastroenterologists refer their patients to our behavioral health program. Once we have a definitive diagnosis, and that helps kind of set the stage for treatment recommendations. So I work from a multidisciplinary perspective. We are holistically treating patients for engaging in shared decision-making. So if a person is, you know, really interested in maybe going the nutritional route to manage their IBS, then I might not be the first person they see. They may see a dietitian who specializes in GI. But if somebody's able to say, you know what, stress has such a profound impact on my symptoms. I'm interested in learning strategies to better help me cope, then that's going to kind of flag the gastroenterologist to make that referral. We then do a pretty comprehensive psychological consultation with the patient where we're asking about their history with their symptoms, the severity of their symptoms, things that they recognize impact and worsen, things that they have found make them better. We're asking about other health comorbidities, mental health comorbidities, health behaviors, sleep, exercise, and using all of that information to then create a treatment plan. 
Give me an idea of like what a treatment plan could look like. I'm sure you do an assessment. So like if I'm not exercising or I'm not sleeping well, like what are some of the core things that you're going at like right from the start that have like the highest yield return? So some of the first things that one thing I teach almost every single person is diaphragmatic breathing. Mm. So we created this YouTube video. It's four minutes long teaching people diaphragmatic breathing. It's like at 300,000 hits at this point because gastroenterologists find it really useful. And I teach it because it gets me buy-in. I'm able to show somebody that very quickly by slowing their breath and also describing the mechanics of when your diaphragm begins to move, when you're really getting deeper into the belly, it's helpful with urgency. So instead of when you have that urge to go from cramping and spasming, oftentimes we freak out and we go, oh no, which I'll, I explain, you know, that just shoots up your cortisol and your adrenaline and you're more likely to have urgency. So teaching people how to change that behavior of response and engage in the diaphragmatic breathing helps to kind of calm things down. They might still need to go to the bathroom, but they bought themselves time. If they're constipated, I'll talk about using diaphragmatic breathing on the toilet in what we call proper pooping position. And it helps to have more complete bowel movements. So a lot of times when we're having constipation, we're tensing, we're straining, which is not what any of us want to do. And so by teaching them these very subtle, easy behavioral strategies, they go home, they practice, and they're like, holy cow, that made a difference. Tell me more. And so then, you know, other treatments are really driven to help with that decrease of physiological tension and arousal. So we use different muscle relaxation strategies and evidence-based behavioral intervention is gut-directed hypnotherapy that we find to be actually the, the research shows better treatment than any other drug on the market for IBS. And so teaching patients that they have some control in a non-pharmaceutical way over their symptoms and how they respond and manage their symptoms, we tend to see them getting better. What is one of those sessions like? So it's not what you think. There's no bell going off and clucking like a chicken. I'm actually still 100% virtually seeing my patients. So in the comfort of their own home, or actually I've done this with their, their, in ca their car because they've been at the office and they run out and they're ready for their session, but they're in a safe place. And um, the patient closes their eyes and we use an evidence-based protocol, which is scripted, to walk them through the session. And it takes about 30 minutes. We utilize different suggestions about the calming and soothing of the digestive tract when somebody is in a very deeply relaxed state or trance. And in that state of mind, we're speaking to the subconscious. So the part of the body and the brain that knows how to do things without us having to think about it. So just like your heart rate and your heartbeat, you don't have to think, okay, beat, beat. Your subconscious knows how to do that. So when they learn that and we remind the brain, you know how to poop, you know how to not pay attention to things that you're not supposed to focus on. You don't have to feel every ping and pang in the digestive tract. We're able to use that protocol to restore the way the brain and the gut are functioning. This is pretty awesome. I would kind of want to go through one of these myself. 
maybe not because I have GI issues, but incredibly relaxing and probably therapeutic on multiple levels. Do you do anything with biofeedback? So in a way, biofeedback, like we can use diaphragmatic breathing as a form of biofeedback where, Mm -hmm. you know, you're doing something and you're noticing your body is responding in a way. So I don't necessarily use any biofeedback programs, but you certainly could to help gain better insight over the control that you can gain through different behaviors. Yeah, there's some HRV guided uh, breathing methodology. Yeah. They're very, very beneficial. There's actually some really cool research that's emerging in that space, in GI specifically. Yeah, I mean, like you could think you could start tracking, you know, with, I think you're wearing an Apple Watch right now, but yep. people have all these devices now. You can start looking at their heart rate variability over time, the resting heart rate during sleep. There's a lot of different things you could look at to see, are we... We can proxy for stress and even, you know, different questionnaires and such. But um, what about other skills that you have people like? What about like nutritional therapies? Are there supplements that you're having people take outside of traditional medications? So oftentimes I'm working to decrease the supplements that people are on. So when you think about people in distress, especially if you're having trouble getting to work or getting out the door in the morning or you know, you're isolating from friends and family because of your GI condition. A lot of times people feel desperate and anxious. And so they are willing to buy any and everything Mm. that's available to them if they think it might provide them with some relief. So I've recently worked with a patient who had, you know, close to 42 supplements that she had purchased over the last probably two years. She was down to about 20 by working with her gastroenterologist and um, educating her that at this point, you're on all of these supplements, you're not better. So why don't we maybe pull some of them back that at based on ingredients, I was thinking was probably making her worse. We were able to get her down to two that I thought were very reasonable. And so I'm for supplements or probiotics that might show the patient, the patient is having objective response to it. But the guidelines, especially in the probiotic space, aren't, they don't recommend use of probiotics for patients with GI conditions because the evidence doesn't support it. Mm. But that doesn't mean that a gastroenterologist won't make a recommendation. It's just knowing that you and I could both present with diarrhea and our microbiomes are different. And so one probiotic that works for me might not work for you. And they're marketed to everybody. It's just a matter of taking something that you are speaking with a doctor or a registered dietitian about and making sure that it's meeting your treatment goals. Now, you have a book that's coming out soon. I'd like to talk about that. What have you put in this book and where can people find it? I've co-written this book with Kate Scarlotta, who is a New York Times bestselling registered dietitian expert. She is just, you know, such a treasure to the GI world from the nutrition perspective. And we partnered because we thought, you know, so many people would benefit from the nutritional guidance and the behavioral guidance that we both do in clinical practice every day. Mm-hmm. And access to our subspecialties is still so kind of limited. 
And we both brainstormed and poured our hearts into this book to provide anyone with irritable bowel syndrome with the strategies that we're providing our patients on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So we cover what is IBS? What's the pathophysiology behind it? How might one get this diagnosis? What should you talk to your doctor about to make sure that you have a proper diagnosis? Um, And then we each kind of dive into behavioral interventions, why stress impacts your symptoms and what to do with it. I cover aspects of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is another brain-gut-focused therapy. And then I provide some scripts and guidance on using gut-directed relaxation. And then we weave together our voices so that there are also nutritional chapters. We talk about, you know, how to live in a food-obsessed, food-fear-driven world and how to enjoy your food when maybe food has historically caused you some struggle. And then we kind of wrap up with a really comprehensive toolbox of strategies and resources, IBS mimickers, strategies by symptom. So it's actually something I I keep next to me and I reference it when I'm working with patients too. So we're really excited about sharing this. How long did it take you guys to write this? The bulk of it was written over the last year, but we submitted our proposal kind of during the pandemic. And and then I had a baby and, you know, life happens, but we got really serious about it over the last year. And it's my fourth child, really. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've never had a baby. You and I both did dissertations. They're like taking a beating, jumping through hoops. <laughs> it's like, why did I do this? My father's authored, I don't know, I think 15 books and they're labor of love and they're painful. So first of all, I just want to say I'm proud of you for doing this. Thank you for working so hard to help other folks. We will put a link in the show notes and I will also share it in my newsletter. But this is a real issue. As you've pointed out, one in 10 people are suffering from. And I think I'm glad that you're starting to look, I don't want to say outside the box, but it's not just here, take this. So thank you so much for putting together this work. I know it's going to impact a lot of people's lives. Make sure to to get your pre-ordered copy. It comes out in March, correct? That's right. And I really appreciate it. And thanks again for coming on the show. You're welcome back anytime. I know that a lot of people are probably going to want to look for ways to follow you. So where can they find you on social media? I'm on Instagram at Dr. Real. Um, and then we also have a at Mind Your Gut official for the book. And I also popping on to Kate Social at Kate Scarlotta as well. And then I have a website, drreal.com. Awesome. Well, we'll put it in the show notes. Go check it out. Wonderful. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you have a friend or loved one that's suffering from IBS, please share this episode with them. You never know the impact it may have on their life. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Mm